0: Tun Dr. Mahathir Mohamad, one of the most significant political personalities in the history of Southeast Asia, someone who is lauded as a visionary by many and derided as an authoritarian by others, someone who inspires a lot of admiration in his followers, but someone who is also the subject of criticisms of his opponents. One of the most controversial, one of the most larger-than-life politicians, I am happy and delighted to have him here today for episode 59 of Tetarit with Walid. So we will have Toon on, hopefully, and it will be a half an hour episode. So if you have any comments, any questions, please feel free to type them in. And we have really good numbers for a morning episode. And hopefully, once Thun is in, we will have even more. Hi, Thun. Good morning good m- to you. Good morning. Thank you You're so welcome. much for agreeing to do this. You're welcome. I really appreciate it. Yes. Yes. So let's let's get to it. We have half an hour. So uh, the first question is, over the weekend, there was some interesting development. You called Datuk Sri Anwar Ibrahim a dictator and Datuk Sri Najib called you Mr. ISA. And I do think they, are, they do not have a, a leg to stand on because they were both in your administration and I don't recall yeah. them saying anything back then. But but my my first question to you is don't you think just objectively you were guilty of the same things that uh you maybe accused datuk Seri Anwar ibrahim of in terms of suppressing the opposition? no
1: i i have to go according to the report by the security people basically the police if they ask me that they or if they tell me they have to do certain things i was not in a position to say no because I depend upon them. They are there to protect me, so I can't uh, uh, reject their advice. So when they they decided to uh, have Opsa Lalang, for example, it is their decision. But it happened during my time. And I accept responsibility.
0: Okay, so there wasn't a time where you put your finger on the scale and you were the one who asked the police to do it instead of uh, the no, other No, you know, when I became
1: Prime Minister, the first thing I did was to release people who were detained for political reasons. And say, I'm, I don't want such things to happen during my time. Mm-hmm. Consideration the views of the security people. If they say they have to do something, unless I have very strong reasons, I cannot stop them. But in the case of Ops I never expected them to detain so many people. And I actually told the police not to use the handcuffs, but of course, this is their standard procedure they follow their standard procedure. I can break that.
0: Right. Thank you. Thank you, Thut, for the clarification. So what if Dato Sri Ano Ibrahim says the same thing? He says that, oh, it's not me who cancel, it. it's the security forces who, who well, do this thing. now things. it is quite clear that
1: many of the decisions are very political in the sense that uh, he feels threatened So not allowing us to even launch our proclamation is uh, something that is uh, not not democratic at all. We just want to launch our proclamation. It's not even a big meeting. Of course, there will be people attending, but he refused to allow us. Even after we shifted to four different places, still he didn't allow us. Whereas during my time, he used to have a demonstration every Saturday and they were quite violent demonstrations. <laughs> I didn't stop him. I didn't stop him. See, he was free to demonstrate against me.
0: <clears throat> okay. okay. Thank you so much. So it seems that there is no love lost between you and Dato' Sri Ano Ibrahim and it brings me to the to the question of the collapse of uh, your your Pakatan Harapan government did did the collapse happen essentially because you were unwilling to hand over to Dato' Sri Ano Ibrahim which is what not many people think happened not at all
1: i stick to my promise i was uh, chosen as the prime minister and i became prime minister but there was no specific time for me to step down. But I promised I would step down. But there were so many things which I had to attend to because I don't think Anwar would be able to handle those things. That is why I delayed my uh, stepping down. But before I could step down, the, the party lost, uh, was overthrown, PH no longer became uh, uh, the government so if ph is not the government how could i ret- 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 remain prime minister i couldn't and i couldn't uh, pass the baton to him because i was no longer prime minister
0: right so so just just to clarify tone so you had nothing to do with the Sheraton move. that was something that happened completely without yeah. your consent and assent. Yeah, I, I wasn't there. Okay. I was invited,
1: but I didn't didn't think it was proper. So I didn't attend.
0: Okay. So you were you were always going to hand over yes, to uh, that Siyana.
1: was my promise. I will carry out my promise. <clears throat> but I also have to make sure that uh, the problems I had to resolve it's resolved before I hand over to him.
0: Okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate that answer. So then let's move on to the elections uh, and your results in Langkawi. And I think there is no sugarcoating it. I mean, it was uh, uh, quite an abysmal performance uh, electorally, right? So how do you feel? I mean, you, you were a prime minister for 22 years. Bapa modernan, uh, the father of modernization Do you feel betrayed by Malaysians or well, uh,
1: after the election We asked some of the voters Why did they Fail to support me And the reply was that They were paid $100 But I told them $100 doesn't last very long It, becomes, it can be, last at least At most two days what is their reply? They say, well, we got something. You didn't give us anything. See, So they valued the, the money given to them. But they forget that when I was uh, a member of parliament for Langkawi, I provided food for them during COVID-19. I uh, helped to repair their houses when the houses were blown down by storm or by fire. I did Mm. a lot of things for them. But they seem to have forgotten that. They only remember during election time they were given $100. And they voted because of the $100. Of course, they give the excuse that uh, they wanted me to rest and all that. Yeah, fine. (laughs) If they wanted me to rest, well, I appreciate that. But where did they also help Defeat my son, Numukris He didn't need any rest, but he also right. lost, and <laughs> many others who were young people also lost. So that talk about being old and wanting me to rest is just a uh, bunkum. Nothing. It's not true at all.
0: <laughs> right. Anyway. Anyway, it's uh. It is. It's really de- it depends on how healthy you are, right? and you seem very healthy and that, that's, the, that's the question I wanted to ask. Is it possible for you to take a rest if, is it <clears throat> will I <laughs> keep on being
1: interested in what is happening in this country in one way or another? I will want to give my views and help um, I don't want to become prime minister again I don't even want to to contest in election, but I will continue to be active by uh, being with a political party and trying to help them achieve uh, their objectives.
0: Right. So, so you said you don't want to be prime minister again, but what if Perikatan National approaches you, especially before the state elections? And they said, Tun, we need you to be the, the symbol, the symbolic figurehead of Perikatan National. I will be Would a symbol
1: yes? without having to be Prime
0: Minister. Hmm. So you're open to Perikatan National approaching uh, Well, it, approaching it
1: depends. You. We have to think about it. Actually, at this moment, we are not aligned to any other political group or coalition. We are on our own. It is because many of the other groups are involved in certain uh, misdeeds, crimes. We cannot associate ourselves with them.
0: <coughs> hmm. So, so Barisan National is out of the picture. Yeah, that's that, If that's the case. Only yeah, Perikatan. Maybe is... Perikatan, But Perikatan doesn't want me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what what if they come? They come to a realization that they need you, right? So basically, I'm trying to assess on your end. I will be, be able to, to, to help and, but and not become prime minister. Okay, right. Thank you so much. It's it's interesting also because Perikatan National, the largest party in Perikatan, is PAS. PAS is also the largest party in Parliament and. I wonder how you feel about that because you spent a large part of your first tenure as Prime Minister trying to fight the Islamists, trying to fight PAS, and you were always on about a moderate Islam, a yeah. tolerant Islam that's open. You even used scientific and rational a lot and you said PAS was more extreme yeah. and PAS was more conservative. Uh, so how, how do you feel about that now that PAS is the largest party in the... Do you think you have failed in that regard because you spent your,
1: PAS your is life not fighting... Rigid. It changes depending upon the situation. It was able, ab, even able to join with a party which has a DAP in it, despite saying that right. uh, Muslims uh, working with non muslim will become uh, infidels. But they work with DAP. Subsequently, they broke away from DAP. But today, PAS realized that... Uh, Islamic extremism is not something that they would like to follow. They are not like the Taliban at all. They don't kill people, but they want to work with other parties. And to work with other parties, they must not be extreme in their, uh, well, objectives. So I, I've met them many times, and they, they are not even claiming to be candidate for Prime Minister they suggested other people from other parties be candidate so they are not uh, going after uh, full authority of Prime
0: Minister Right, so you would say that the past of 2023 is different from the past that you fought at at that time,
1: you know, I fought against them because they said that uh, I work with non-Muslim, therefore I'm not a Muslim. But now they're talking to me. Right. So that means that their
0: (laughs) opinion of me (laughs) has changed. Right. Speaking of that, uh, opinions of you have changed, right? The the people who criticize you a lot, um, they they have called you all sorts of names. They were willing to uh, align themselves with you in 2018, right? Uh, how's, uh, how's your relationship with them? Like with the DAP, for instance, today, like when you see Lim Kit Chiang, Lim Guan Eng, because for a moment, I mean, for the longest time, you were enemies and then you were friends for a while. What's the personal relationship, polit- when, political When they were in design? the
1: opposition, they cannot very well say, I am a good prime minister. They have to demonize me. Say I'm a dictator, I have cronies, etc." If they say I'm a good person, then they couldn't uh, go against me. So to go against me, they have to demonize me. But then later on, they find that they needed me. And they knew that that accusation against me was false, not true at all. I wasn't a dictator. I didn't uh, uh, have cronies and all that. I helped everybody. So... At the time when they needed me, they forget about what they have said before because they know it is not true. They said it because they were the opposition. Now that they are with me, they have to accept that uh, I did not do all those things they accused me of.
0: Okay. So now you are cordial with him. If you see him, you consider no, no, Lim- kind of him. No, he makes
1: all kinds of accusations against me now. But when I was uh, <laughs> the PH Prime Minister, uh, he was uh, reason- reasonable, uh, and I worked with him. You see, but now that I am not not with him, then he comes up with all the old
0: arguments. <laughs> <laughs> Uh it seems like in Malaysian politics too, there is no permanent friend or there's no permanent alliance. Everybody can be a friend right. one day and an enemy the next yeah, and then right. back to a friend. Yeah. All right, okay. Uh thank you. So I w- I wanted to ask one of when you were campaigning uh, before 2018 one of the promises which you did deliver on was uh, to for your administration to charge yeah. Dato' Sri Najib. Uh, I, and I think that was justified. However, do you feel that that has set in motion? Uh, you have opened the door such that the door cannot be closed back. The new Prime Minister will always go after the previous Prime Minister as as we see now like what's happening to uh, Tan Sri Muhyiddin. Do you think that was a bad precedent? Because I remember in your documentary of Discovery Channel, you said that the reason Nelson Mandela was successful because he forgave all his enemies. Do you think that would have been an easier, a better approach? Not, not maybe the more moral one, but the better approach for national reconciliation? Well, uh, we don't want to encourage prime
1: ministers to commit crimes. If we don't take action against a prime minister who has committed wrong things, then future prime ministers will also do the same thing they will break the law because as prime minister, they will not be uh, taken to court. So that is very bad. If there is clear evidence that you have done something wrong, the law must take its course. That is what I believe. If I, am, if I have done anything wrong, I tell them, you can take action against me. <coughs>
0: Are you not worried, Ton, that uh, political vengeance well, they need against to prove you it. as well? They they may
1: want to take uh, uh, vengeance against me, but proof that I have done something wrong, and that means uh, not just word of mouth, but also documentary proof. Uh, they say I'm, uh, I, my children have got billions of dollars. Okay, proof that they have. Because in the case of Najib, there were documentary proof that he stole money. In the case of uh, Mohidin, uh, they need to prove that he took the money. But in my case also, proof that I have given money to my children. Prove it. And if it is proven, documentary proof, beyond reasonable doubt, okay, you can punish me. <coughs>
0: right thank you so you are not worried about being i was very, very careful when i was prime minister not to
1: do wrong things i didn't even allow my children to take part in politics or to do business with the government
0: hmm. okay thank you so much Tun. so to Tun, now looking, you have a wealth of experience and wisdom behind you and I'm sure you you take a macro look at Malaysian politics, right? Do you see any young leader or young leaders that one day could be Prime Minister? it's very
1: difficult. You know, when I I supported Najib, I thought he was the son of Tun Razak, so he must be a good man. But when he became Prime Minister, he proved to be a very (laughs) bad person. So you cannot actually see. What you should think of is that if a leader fails or does something wrong, then stop supporting him. You know, when Najib stole money, Amno should have withdrawn support from him and he would not be the prime minister. But Amno was paid money by Najib and they are comfortable with the gifts from Najib so they continue to to support him. That is why he managed to be Prime Minister until he was defeated in the 14th general election.
0: Right. Thank you so much. So I'm just responding to some of the comments by the way. The the questions uh, a lot of them are off the cuff as well and Tun uh, did say through his assistant that he's willing to take any questions along the way and, and I really appreciate that. So what about people like Syed Sadiq and Khairi Jamaluddin? Do you think Malaysia's future is in good hands with younger politicians? I would politicians like to say like yes, that?
1: but we find that people, when they become prime minister, they change radically. So I cannot right, be very right. sure. So what what we need to do is that right. if they go but, wrong, never doesn't matter who, if they go wrong, stop supporting the person who has done wrong.
0: Right. Uh, and, but at the moment, you, you like what you see. In there the are some with
1: potential. But of course, we don't know what they would do if they, they become prime minister. Right.
0: right. I guess that's the nature of power, right? Power reveals who you are, right? That you cannot see before you have power. So, how do you make that assessment then when you are choosing? Well, as somebody? you know, I make a lot of mistakes when
1: choosing. I chose, I, I accepted uh, <laughs> Musa as my deputy, but he went against me. I accepted uh, uh, Anwar, even help him, promote him to become my deputy. But, you know, behind my back, he tried to, well, pull me down because he wanted to become prime minister. So you really cannot know how how a person will behave once they become prime minister or before they became prime minister, they want they to become prime minister, what would they do? They will have to step you in the back. That's what Anwar did to me. That's what Mohidian okay. did to me.
0: <laughs> right. So uh, I guess those two are also... Uh, different in a way, right? So because Muhyiddin, I think, to my understanding, he doesn't publicly criticize you, even though, yes, the Sheraton move uh, did happen. So is there more potential for reconciliation with Sri Muhyiddin than Datuk Siyanoyi? I have progress? no
1: problem with Muhyiddin, really. But I have to respect the law of the country. If he is proven to be wrong, then, of course, the law will take its course. I cannot interfere in that thing. But personally, I have no problem.
0: Okay. Thank you so much. So you already uh, talked about uh, your mistakes in terms of choosing successes, right? Now, if I were to ask you now, you look back at your storied career, right? It's an amazing career, right? What is your one biggest regret? Just one, like which one would be the biggest regret you think, or biggest mistake? My re- like? re- the biggest regret is uh, my
1: inability to choose a successor. Every time I choose a successor, they turn against me. I I choose Pala as my successor. Within two weeks of his becoming prime minister, he reneged on all his promises to build a railway line, to build a crooked bridge, and many other things. He promised he would continue with those projects, but he changed his mind when he became Prime Minister.
0: Right. So, in terms of successes, that, that would be your... Ah, uh, your biggest mistake. Oh, by the way, uh, all all of this will be uploaded on YouTube. So please subscribe to Tatarik with Wally on YouTube as well. Then, Tun, my final question to you. So, forty years from now, when people are talking to your grandchildren, and they ask, "Who who was your grandfather? Right? Who was your grandfather? Who was Doctor Mahade Muhammad? Right? What is the biggest legacy? What is the biggest achievement that?" you want uh, to be remembered from... i really don't know
1: and i really don't care because i am dead and gone
0: it doesn't matter anymore <laughs> but but surely you must think about that right like when you when you look back at your career it cannot be that you don't think about which is the biggest achievement things that you are more well, proud uh, of. my
1: biggest achievement is that i think is uh, no case has been brought against me, which is proven. Uh, they tried to, to put me about this uh, so-called cover-up of the thirty billion ringgit lost by Bank Negara. They cannot prove it. It's not true, because Bank Negara doesn't report to me. They are independent. You can't imagine the governor of the bank coming to see me. And say, we, we lost 30 billion again, but please don't tell anybody. I, I mean, he, he won't do that uh, kind of thing. You see? Why should I take the blame? Maybe this Bank Nagara did that. You see? If they told me that they lost the money, right. I will tell
0: people they lost the money. Right. Okay. Sorry, Tom, we have a couple of minutes. I just wanted to ask this, right? Do you think that after you stepped down, you had the ability to be a statesman that was above party politics? But once you re entered the fray, as a politician, as, uh, as someone who was contesting in elections, do you think that took away from your ability to have been a statesman, to be a national figure? Well,
1: to me, what, what people think of me is not important. What I can do to help the nation is important. When they asked me to come back, they asked me to become prime minister again, I thought that my duty is to become prime minister, not to think about what people think of me. What people think of me depends upon them. Some of them think highly, some of them think uh, I've done a lot of wrong things. Uh, So it doesn't matter.
0: Uh, well I definitely think a lot about you and thank you so much Tun for doing this. I really appreciate it. And who knows, there may be a third Doctor Mahdi premiership. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much, Ton. Thank, thank you thank for doing this. I really appreciate it you. enjoy your Ramadan. Bye. Thank you.